This is the Troll Patrol, live with Justin Freakin. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Oh, wait a minute. It's not morning. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the Troll Patrol live. It's a freaking... I don't even fucking know. I gotta work on getting my schedules. It's Monday. It's Monday. I'm just all screwed up. I was up all night. We did work until stream January 6th committee hearing earlier today. <laughs> then I went to bed and did not sleep long enough. Just so you know. God, the cats. Oh, my cats have been so annoying. Anyway, anyway. Or AKA cocaine. No, no, unfortunately you can't do cocaine anymore because like they laced that shit with fentanyl. Yeah, you can't do the good cocaine anymore. Oh, I don't have drops over here. And if I've lifted another screen to be able to hit my drops, um, we lose the snow. I don't want to let the snow play out. That dude I played on the show last night, I played his video, he keeps calling me a pedo on my, on my YouTube channel. The dude that came, the dude that we watched his video and he said, uh, who's the troublemakers here? Like you dude, you came to my YouTube channel and called me a pedo. You think you're not the troublemaker? Ox. <laughs> See, I can't hit sexual anarchy yet. I have to wait for the snow and this music to quit. Then I flip to the other screen and I have access to all my... My fun graphics. <laughs> I'm trying to get the dude to call in. We had we had a caller earlier today during the January 6th committee hearing. Somebody just popped up and was like, the, the phone doesn't work. Well, we're watching something right now. Yeah, I almost put that snow effect on a video I did for a client this week. Almost used the the, uh, the the garland and shit I got up in the corners. And I was like, ah, it just looks a little too, it looks a little too gaudy. I held back on all that. They were very happy with the, the video I made. I think it might have been this music I used, too. <laughs> or maybe it was something else. I don't remember. Anyway, anyway. Into that music. Now I've got access to all my shit. Come on, man. No cocks. You live in sexual anarchy. Last night, we talked about how Carrie Lake really wants Trump's cock. Tonight, we're going to update you on the uh, lawsuit that is currently working its way through Arizona courts. Uh, I think uh, you're going to enjoy the way the judge smacks down this bullshit lawsuit. <laughs> Speaking of judge smacking things down, John Roberts putting a freeze on the end to Title 42 that was supposed to come to an end tomorrow. No, Wednesday. El Paso declared a state of emergency in dissipation. It ain't going to happen. Robert's putting a freeze on it today. 
And that is a COVID-era policy by the Trump administration. For the guys of public health, they were just mass exporting people, or export, deporting people, exporting. We were mass exporting people. Mass deporting people. For the guys of public health. China. <laughs> Schools. Going back to online restrictions being lifted has not worked out the way they wanted to. They are reporting their first deaths in weeks. Some people are estimating over a million deaths are possible because of China lifting their restrictions. And yay, COVID and flu cases here in the U.S. are on the rise. I'm going to tell you what Trump's response was to, to today's hearings where he was referred for four charges. We were expecting three. We got four. Apparently ordered a photographer to stop taking pictures on January 6th after it turned violent. Fox News warning that indicting Trump will fire up his supporters and then there's going to be trouble. New insight into Mike Flynn's testimony. January 6th committee, we're going to see video of that. Apparently a congressman newly elected, not who he said he was. Saudi Arabia says that Capacity for oil refinement is low. The world is worried. Saudi's capacity for oil refinement. It's just another day in mass shooting. You oh wait a minute, it happened in Canada this time. A 73-year-old Toronto gunman is dead, and five other people fatally wounded. Harvey Weinstein. Guilty. I thought it already happened. I didn't know there was another trial going on, but we'll get all the details of that. A Hawaiian flight caused injuries because of turbulence. Christian pastor is bitching because nobody will give him a new lease on a building to hold his hate-filled sermons. I'm sure I'm going to show you a bear getting a treat. All that and more. Tonight on the Troll Patrol live. There's a meme for you. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Not a meme. That's not a meme. Wrong one. That's a meme. That's a meme. Hey, everybody. Argentina won the World Cup. See, nobody cares. I'm not going to yuck your yum if you're into the, if you're into the, the football. Good on you. I heard it was, I heard it was an exciting game. I've never known a soccer game that I've tried to watch to be exciting. 
but apparently this, maybe it was a thrilling zero-zero most of the fucking game. I don't watch sporty balls, period, anyway. What, the only thing I do with balls around here is kick them. We kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. We kick authority in the balls around here. That's what we do. Apparently the game was really fun. So congratulations, Argentina. And uh, I, I guess I'll take this opportunity to point out, apparently... Um, the time that Argentina hosted the World Cup was the most problematic World Cup up until this World Cup. <laughs> so congratulations, Argentina. They hosted the World Cup back in the 70s? Next to a prison camp or some shit? Of course, we don't know how many tens, possibly hundreds of people died constructing the city. They had to build a whole fucking city for it because there was no city in Qatar. They built a whole fucking city for the World Cup and we don't know how many tens, hundreds of forced laborers died during its construction. Not to talk about the corruption that almost certainly happened in order to get uh, Qatar's bid to host the World Cup to go through. There's a lot of fucking things up with, uh, and apparently FIFA's incredibly corrupt. Once again, I don't watch the sporty ball. I don't know shit about it, but according to John Oliver, uh, those FIFA people, they aren't very trustworthy. Speaking of not trustworthy, yeah. Speaking of not trustworthy. Oh, before we get to that, Mr. Balls, Minty Treasure, Fuzzy Simba, Warlord, Porg. Love all of you, Mox. Good evening, my friends. So glad to see meat cakes. So glad to see everyone tonight. Clinically in early too. And what was I say? Speaking of organizations who are untrustworthy, let's go to the Supreme Court of the United States, where John Roberts has temporarily put a freeze on the Title 42 immigration policy. It will not be ending on Wednesday. And we have some breaking news for you now. The U.S. Supreme Court has temporarily granted... Is is Jake Tapper just on there 24-7? Like, every time, every time we watch something on CNN, Jake Tapper is on. Porg, don't mind if I do. I ain't high enough. For this shit. To the request from Republican governors to keep in place the Trump-era pandemic border rule known as Title 42. It allows the U.S. government to push back asylum seekers out of the country because of the pandemic. That policy was set to expire on Wednesday. It allows the U.S. to skirt its own law and international law. That's what Title 42 did. So what we were doing... Far too late, the Biden administration has been hiding behind Title 42 in order to not confront the immigration issue. But basically, it was just kicking people out and violating our own law. And violating international law. So now, uh, will not end on Wednesday, unfortunately. Tell us more about the decision. 
Yeah, Jake, so the Supreme Court just acting here, and because of it, it looks like Title 42 will not end as was anticipated on Wednesday. This has really been a complicated maneuvering. Wednesday is a big day. The past few days and weeks. Why is everybody what scheduling everything for the solstice? They're saying that, yes, we will um, grant the Republican-led state's request that we, we put the ending of this program on pause for now, so it will not end on Wednesday as originally planned. However, this is really just temporary relief here what the Supreme Court is Hungary saying, has been on a far right slide but I don't know I think we're giving them a run for our for their money CLU they want more briefing on this and then they'll decide definitively in the coming days what to do here but right now I haven't heard about the Mayans since 2012 on the end of this program now this is a fight that has been all over bouncing all over several courts it was just Friday night however that the US Court of Appeals here in DC stepped in and said hey Republican-led states we're not going to let you interfere in this. You can't step in to try to stop Title 42 from going away. Those Republican-led states, though, they... The, the only COVID restriction, the only COVID restriction that the Republicans are all about. Today, and the Supreme Court acting just as quickly in the past few minutes, saying, yes, we will agree with the Republican-led states. We will put this on hold for right now as this plays surprise, out. Surprise, so, This is an incremental victory for Republican-led states. It is not the final say on this issue. However, it does give those Republican-led states a victory here by not ending Title 42 on Wednesday. The only caveat that I'll mention here is that briefings from all of these parties they're due tomorrow, so it's possible, although slight, that the Supreme Court could act in the coming days here before the end of the week. I doubt it. So right it. now it looks like 40, uh, Title 42 will not end on Wednesday, but the Supreme Court could move pretty quickly here and make a decision, maybe to the contrary, in the coming days. So we continue that uh, ping-pong of the court system right now with the Supreme Court stepping in just minutes ago, Jake. So I know you can't predict, but... <clears throat> Tell us, like, what, what's your assessment about what might happen next? What are the possibilities? We know you can't predict, so will you please predict for us? Stepping in here and allowing this temporary injunction to take hold, siding with the Republican-led states here. It's possible that they might grant this emergency application, effectively putting Title 42, the end of it, on pause for quite some time. So the Republican-led states could end up having a significant victory here because the Supreme Court could be poised to step in, maybe take up this emergency appeal, kick the can down the road so Title 42 stays in place more than just this week, maybe more than just this month into next year. It appears that the Supreme Court could potentially side with the Republican-led states as they sort of have done in this interim order here, Jake. All right, I want to uh, bring in CNN's Ed Lavendera into the conversation. Ed, you're What's at up, Ed? And this is a humanitarian crisis you've been describing for weeks. Shelters are already overflowing. Do you think the Supreme Court keeping Title 42 in place, at least for now, will have any impact on what's going on there? Uh, well, there are still uh, a, a steady flow of people crossing the border, uh, irregardless of what is going on with uh, Title 42. So uh, on this side, there are still a, a large-sized number of people here in the El Paso area who are still being released. So that doesn't really weaken the pressure on the uh, shelters and the churches that have been housing many of these migrants here in the El Paso area. But Jake, as this news was breaking, I was literally in the middle of an interview uh, with a gentleman named Ruben Garcia. And Ruben is one of the, if not the most well-known uh, 
advocate for migrants here in the El Paso area. He has worked for decades and runs uh, a shelter called the Annunciation House. Uh, he is the uh, most prominent uh, person involved in helping migrants and uh, an advocate for the shelters and the churches uh, here in the El Paso area. And as we sat down to do the interview, uh, we were tired, you're weak, you're huddled masses. This was happening, and his reaction was simply this. He's like, they have known from unless you're brown. This, all of this last minute, so you can really. We need, we need to go scribble that on the on the inscription. Uh, that so many leaders in Washington have had time to, what to do with all of this, but all of this always seemingly coming down to the very last. He's a French woman, uh, though. These are shelters. Poor. Good evening. Uh, as far ahead as they can, and right now they're just trying to keep their heads above water, uh, waking up every day, trying to figure out how much. I've not played New Colossus. Uh, I played the other one, the the one before it. The city. So all of this, once again, throwing up, uh, uh, throwing everything. Maybe New Colossus is the one I played, and then I haven't played for the men and women. Old Order or something. I really enjoyed it. Wolfenstein, uh, excellent game. Uh, to, to keep the situation here from apparently the the young blood isn't very good. That was a cash grab game. All right, I, I have not played that one. With the breaking news, thank you so much. I, I enjoyed the one. Oh, it's the name of the poem. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, yeah, I played that Wolfenstein game. This is the one where, like, it's it set in, a, in, a, in the time period had the Nazis had won. Good game, though. Good game. Title 42 is a COVID restriction. The only COVID restriction that the right seems to be into. I wonder if they're actually arguing in court that the pandemic is so bad, we still need to kick immigrants out. Is that their legal reasoning for keeping Title 42 in place? Lenny, good evening. Fortunately, China opened back up. Reporting their first new COVID deaths. Well, for the first time in weeks, China reported more COVID-related deaths today. Data that comes as questions mount over whether or not the country's official count is actually capturing the full toll. Let's bring in Yahoo Finance's Anjali Kamlani. Um, Anjali, you know, there's some scary numbers floating out there about just what this death toll could ultimately look like, given that China has now, you know, taken the, the foot off the pedal in terms of the zero COVID policy. That's right, Akiko. We got some news over the weekend that there's potential that China is once again undercounting not just cases, but also deaths. This time, uh, the official number at just a handful, while uh, reporters on the ground have noted, especially those uh, for Reuters and Bloomberg reporting, that there are dozens, if not more than, uh, sorry, a dozen, if not more than that uh, bodies lined up at crematoriums, especially those designated uh, to handle COVID-19 deaths. There's also a labor shortage, as you might expect, two weeks after lifting restrictions. The transmission has definitely gone up, but we're not seeing those numbers on the on the charts. As you can see here, uh, the deaths from uh, February through April, that's really where the last surge hit the country. And even then, there were accusations and concerns that the country was not uh, accounting for all deaths as well as all cases. We know that in 
the recent weeks, uh, but right before... Because we're all gonna die. Climbing, ...and we're still not seeing... And now this... Kind of the rest of the world is, is getting back to the new normal. We're not exactly normal yet. But, uh... <laughs> China's like, hold my beer. What's the equivalent of beer in China? Wasabi is Japanese. What's the equivalent of beer in China? I assume rice wine. Rice, rice wine. Thank you, Minty Treasure. Hold my rice wine, China says. That's what I was getting ready to say. I think they have beer. <laughs> Dumb American over here. We're in for supply chain snarls again on the China side. And we are in for possibly new variants caused by them just letting it rip. Surge reflecting as it would in other countries. So experts are concerned that while projections uh, look to the Yeah, moment, China's vaccine is less effective. Not quite captured in the official numbers yet. And no state officials have responded uh, to request. And they have a, a lower rate of uh, vaccination in their population. Workers out sick with the rising cases, but not the number of COVID deaths. So it's really an unclear picture what's going on in the country right now. Unclear picture what's going on in the country. That is an understatement. But we're going to go to the UK now where... Let me get this dude's name right. I've seen this video shared out widely by right-wing idiots. This is... Neil Oliver. Neil Oliver is a UK propagandist. I called him the uh, uh, fucking who's the dude that writes all the spy novels? I had to look it up the other day too to make the joke. <laughs> Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, he's the Tom Clancy of, of history infotainment. He just puts out a shit ton of content, looks a lot like, kind of like History Channel-ish content, like questionable history content. Puts out as much as he can in order to make as much money as he can. Here is Neil Oliver on GB News about the so-called vaccines is of monumental importance. What Bridgen and Malhotra have claimed ought to be the biggest story in the country, in the world, and yet anyone interested in familiarising themselves with most of what was said has to go looking for it online. Bridgen noted withdrawals of those other medical products when their safety was credibly questioned. That's the world I thought we lived in, where doubt voiced in the face of credible research leads to the pausing of a course of action and a rethink and yet here we are, with peer-reviewed research demonstrating one in every hundred people receiving the Pfizer jab suffers a serious reaction, and medical professionals of unimpeachable credentials urging at least a pause in the rollout, if not a full influence. One in 100? And still, the government-sponsored adverts are everywhere, in the mainstream and online, inviting people of all ages to take even more of the same product. Dr Malhotra said on this channel last week, in relation to the Pfizer jab, quote, Nope, 
Nope, nope. One in 100,000. Adverse effects from the vaccine than one was to be hospitalized with COVID. What does that mean? He said one in 100. It is one in 100,000. So I don't know what this fuck is talking about. It means if that is correct, which it seems to be, it should never have been approved in the first place. Questions have been asked all over the world. He went batshit after getting the boot from the Beeb. That makes sense. AstraZeneca product. Countries across Europe have stopped using it, and it's no longer being given to people under 30 in the UK. It's worth noting that on okay. Wednesday, Pascal Sorio, chief so, executive so, of AstraZeneca. What you are asking for, for there to be more caution in administering this vaccine, they are doing when we have evidence. So what's, what's, your, what's your issue exactly? Was knighted by King Charles for services to life sciences in a ceremony at Windsor Castle. All around the world, there is mounting evidence of deaths and injuries caused by the so-called... This vaccine. is not true! More and more excess deaths. People of all ages dying every day. It's really funny that these fucks bring up excess deaths. These are the same fucks that said COVID didn't exist, and I showed them excess deaths in 2020 and showed them how there are like a million more deaths in 2020 than in a normal year. Huh, gee, wonder what caused that. Perhaps it was the COVID? Deaths unrelated to COVID. Pause for a moment to consider the following. In the United States, in the second half of 2021, 61,000 Americans between the ages of 25 and 44 died of causes unrelated to COVID. The death toll of the same age group during the decade-long Vietnam War was 58,000. Here in the UK, at the start of the lockdown in 2020, in the week ending 23rd of March, there were 1,379 excess deaths. In the week ending 21st October this year... He's throwing a lot of numbers at you right now. 822. Exactly, Mox. Excess deaths show how COVID stats were massively undercounted. ...than at the height of the pandemic. Daily, we were invited to look on in horror at the COVID death toll. Where is the outrage about these latest deaths? The round-the-clock coverage. Dr. John... What Powell, deaths? ...a regular contributor to this channel, said last month in relation to the ONS data regarding those excess deaths. There is something pretty horrible going on. Over 1,800 deaths a week, more than we would expect, and it's been going on for a long time now, and we need an explanation. We're in a pandemic. ...is the relentless continuation of the rollout, the push to get boosted. Fauci in the US and others here in the UK say we're still in a pandemic. We are, you idiot. It's the longest-lasting pandemic in modern history, much longer than the Spanish... Okay, one that's wrong. If he's getting ready to say the Spanish flu, he's wrong. This is, we're about where we were with the 1918 flu. Idiots. Spanish flu pandemic at the end of the First World War. The concern being voiced now by Bridgen and Malhotra has been being shouted from the rooftops by many, many others for years. For as long as we've had the products marketed as vaccines, there have been voices asking questions. And those were silenced, derided, ridiculed, reputations ruined. You should be ridiculed. U.S. physicist Carl Sagan. Your reputation should be ruined. You nut job. Scientists. Science requires an almost complete openness to all ideas, he said. On the other hand, it requires the most rigorous and un- How dare you? How dare you quote Carl Sagan?
Allow me to quote Tim Minchin back to you. If you open your mind too much, your brain will fall out. Compromising skepticism. And so how did we get to where we are now? When did we set aside uncompromising skepticism? Carl Sagan would slap the taste out of your mouth. Which we must, all of us, do precisely what we're told by our governments and their preferred experts without ever raising so much as a questioning voice. The chamber in which Bridgen made his speech was all but empty. Borg is a fascist silencer. Go Borg. Thank you for silencing the fascist. You do good work. Lenny, this is Neil Oliver. Uh, who can we who can we compare him to in the US? He he was like their um a less reputable um I don't want to make that comparison. Oh yeah. Bagots. What is up, my friend? Thank you for being a freaking follower. If I mispronounce your name, please let me know. This is this is like the uh, ancient aliens dude on the History Channel. Yes, you are praised for your good deeds. Keep up the good work, Borg. Because, with a few exceptions, apparently none of the rest cared to listen to what he had to say about a course of action affecting tens of millions of lives here in the UK and billions around the world. Let's give the devil his due. Let's imagine many are daily in receipt of messages raising the alarm, but find their survival in the world of politics means they keep stum rather than rock the boat. I hear from other journalists saying they're in contact with MPs, with medical professionals, with high-profile media types, all of whom have decided now to stay well clear of the so-called vaccines. Some of those people have taken some jabs, some none. But the fear oh, so we've got some anecdotal evidence here. In the face of what so many know to be an egregious wrong is enabling the narrative to persist largely unchallenged. The behaviour of governments and corporations in the last two... As, as I've pointed out many times, if you see somebody sitting in a multi-million dollar studio with high production value and they say they're being silenced or they're being challenged, they are lying to you and that is a marketing ploy. Two or three years has changed the world. It might still look the same, more or less, but in all the ways that matter, it has been altered. Those who are awake to it all perceive a new He's got some kind of like, uh, what do you call that? For as long as they did. That all but empty house of It's not a scarf. The powers that be, the allied powers of governments and corporations, no longer feel the need to be answerable in any meaningful way to the people. Paradoxically, their absence from the chamber only made them more glaringly visible. The willful blindness about the vaccines is just the tip of the iceberg, soaring excess deaths in all age groups. The complex. Peach time, you idiot. You know what else is linked to blood clots? COVID. I I find it weird that idiots can't understand that a vaccine that is meant to provoke a response from your immune system based on the illness it's trying to prevent would cause the same symptoms. Oh, God damn. There's a claim that has been going around with right-wingers that the CDC has admitted there is a 70% increase in the chance of a heart attack or some shit like that. 
No, that's not true. I had to go look up this claim. No, it was the FDA. They said the FDA said it. No, it was an FDA, uh, like, open forum where they took public comments. The the right-wing article was, like, said at FDA uh, meeting, uh, COVID vaccine causes heart attack at 70% more higher rate or some shit. But it was a public comment for some wackadoodle. Holy shit, I need to go get my booster. Uh, the new booster, I got one booster. I need to go get the bivalent one. I'm just, I'm tired of idiots that don't know what they're talking about. Can you guys learn to feel embarrassment? You don't know shit about epidemiology or virology. This asshole doesn't know shit about epidemiology or virology. And thanks to you guys, like, we've had one of the worst responses to the pandemic. The U.S. ranks at the top. The death rate. Thanks to you idiots. Good job. (laughs) He had every advantage going into this pandemic. Every advantage, being one of the wealthiest nations in the world. And we blew it. Because you guys suck. China lifting restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could see what happens to China after this. Some are predicting that it could lead to a million plus deaths this next year. Now to year. the coronavirus pandemic. A fast-spreading COVID-19 outbreak in China has researchers predicting a surge in virus-related deaths next year, with several analysis forecasting more than 1 million fatalities in a country that until now has largely kept the coronavirus in check. Earlier this month, China dramatically loosened its strict zero-COVID policies following a wave of protests in towns and cities where residents were fed up with years of stringent lockdowns, mass testing, and centralized quarantines. Oh, I still... CBS News not exactly uh, covering the whole story. They weren't exactly upset about the lockdowns. There was uh, a whole issue where the lockdowns were not implemented properly and people weren't being given their care packages like they were at the beginning of the pandemic. There's also this, um, the restrictions apparently prevented the emergency services from being able to get to an apartment building. And there's also a, a protest movement growing over, uh, the authoritarian conditions, the the labor conditions. This is all coming to a head at the same time. So CBS not telling you the whole story. USA, USA. So how's your holiday outlook? Going to be heading to family gatherings this weekend as we come up on uh, Christmas time. Don't forget we will be doing a troll patrol on Saturday night. No Sunday Troll Patrol. We're going to be uh, only on Twitch, and we're going to be watching uh, Christmas specials. COVID cases, RSV, the flu, all of them. 
Hitting hard in the U.S. right now. Concerns are growing about a so-called triple-demic heading into the holidays. At least 45 states plus Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico are now reporting very high or high levels of flu activity. This as the spread of COVID is increasing in California and the Northeast, and RSV is still a concern. Let's bring in ABC News medical contributor and epidemiologist Dr. Brownstein for more on this. So I've been dancing with Mr. Brownstein. Since the pandemic began, COVID deaths there have surpassed the count from last year at this time. It will be three years this March. Hard to believe since the pandemic began. So in some ways, are we going backwards, do you think? Well, Alexis, we aren't going backwards, but this virus is still with us. You know, cases are going up across... No, you dumb shit. That's not when protests started. I just said when protests started. I just mentioned all the caveats to protests. Peach time. You're not very bright. <laughs> infrastructure and know-how to combat this surge. It's about fatigue in the population, especially when it comes to boosters and, and doing what it takes to reduce transmission. We have to remember, we're in a much better place than we were years ago because we've delivered over half a billion vaccine doses. 80% of the population has one dose. We've averted millions of deaths and, and millions of, of hospitalizations. So we're in a much better place. At the same time, we know this virus isn't going anywhere. We're gonna have these annual surges just like we do with flu. So we just have to think about COVID like the flu, getting that annual booster. That's probably what we're gonna have to do in the future to make sure that we keep mortality and hospitalizations down. And oh man, zero flu cases in 2020? You mean to say masks and social distancing works? Oh my God! What a revelation, dumb shit! <laughs> well, ultimately, you know, these are respiratory viruses. My ears are fucking morons. You want to make sure that you're hydrating and, and, and taking care of yourself at home, no matter what that respiratory virus is. There's so much overlap in the symptoms. So I want to be very careful about that self-diagnosis. It's really a challenge. The best gold standard is getting that test. We know that there's overlap and even overlap with a common cold. But, you know, for instance, RSV is, you know, virus that affects are very young. It's that classic wheezing. With the flu, you get that high fever, the symptoms that come on really fast. With COVID, those symptoms have been changing over time, that loss of taste and smell that's less apparent now. But, you know, we know that COVID can have broader impacts across your body. So, there is differences, but ultimately the idea is that, you know, you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself at home, managing those symptoms, especially calling your physician or going to the emergency department if those symptoms escalate. And especially looking at our youngest kids, making sure that, you know, any symptoms that, that get worse in terms of fast or labored breathing or that wheezing, you absolutely want to get checked out. But ultimately we do want to make sure we're protecting our emergency departments this holiday season because they likely will be overwhelmed. And doctor, what is your advice to all of us as we start gathering with family and friends for the holidays? How can we stay healthy? I'm out of coffee. Well, Alexis, it's, you know, it's that pandemic playbook that we've been drawing from for the last three years. So, you know, yes, we're still dealing with COVID, but we've learned a lot. And we know that we want to protect our most vulnerable. We want to mask as necessary. We want to test, you know, for COVID as possible, you know, before you gather. You want to make sure that if you have those symptoms, Stay home. I know that's really challenging, but especially if you have vulnerable members of your household, you want to make sure that we're protecting them. So we know what we needs to be done. We know that we need better ventilation in the home in order to reduce transmission. And we know that we should get that, those vaccines, that flu shot, which is a good match this year, and those COVID boosters that are plentiful and available, pop up that immunity before you start to gather. You know, we, again, want to make sure that we're protecting our hospitals across 
these triple demics, but plus these other viruses that are circulating as we go in deeper into the winter months. Yeah, we know what to do, but always a good reminder. Dr. Brownstein, thanks so much. Concerns Did Dr. Brownstone say anything that I needed to hear? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I apologize for the disinfo. Do what I can. I try I try to get as much disinfo out there as I possibly can. Make sure people say stay stupid. Tones, what's going on, my friend? So glad to see you. Oh shit. Tones, you came in a little late for the January 6th hearing this afternoon, didn't you? You didn't get a catch all of it. Last January 6th committee hearing was held earlier this afternoon. Committee recommended four criminal referrals. DOJ, Donald Trump, the most serious of which was inciting an insurrection. Also uh, lying, obstructing official business. I don't even remember what the other charge was. We'll get it here in the story uh, where I'm getting ready to tell you Donald Trump's response to those criminal referrals. Uh oh. Well, what? I didn't have a chance to answer. Call back, please. My apologies for missing your call. If you will call back, uh, you didn't stay on the line long. I really, uh, apparently we won't get a caller. They, they saw me go to answer, and apparently uh, they got the cold feet. We are desperate for content. I'm very much hoping it's the dumb fuck from, uh, from last night that we watched. I desperately, I desperately want to talk to them. Hunter Biden's laptop. What about Hunter Biden's laptop? Why, why, why do you dumb fucks always talk about the same shit? Why, why are you pushing whatever Fox News is telling you to push? Ekron Reckon. That's who I'm hoping we get a call from. It was the person we watched last night where they were talking about agent provocateurs in Moore County. What they meant by agent provocateurs was that a drag queen from two towns over came to their town and held a show. Somehow that makes them an agent provocateur. <laughs> but this dumb shit has been all up in my comments, calling me a pedo. Look how many comments from this dumb. Yeah, if it was DM, I would just... uh. Uh-oh, here we go. 
caller. You're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Ah, uh, why are you gonna why are you gonna leave us again? What the hell? Working for kids is too is it's totally cool. There ain't nothing wrong with it. It is wild that idiots, for some reason, think somebody shaking their ass is going to have some detrimental effect on kids. But guns won't. (laughs) Number one cause of death in kids in this country. Guns. But hey, tell me about how twerking is bad, you dumb shit. Apparently, I shouldn't do that one anymore because it violates uh, um, it violates uh, terms of service. I says they left me a voicemail, three minute voicemail that they didn't say anything. I'm gonna try and give you an idea of, nope. of exactly the path I've taken. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Give us an idea. In life and how I ended up coming to Christ and how how Christ saved my life, saved me from total destruction. Well, you're a fucking idiot. And uh, oh, I think oh, I want to oh, go back call? and start off. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? But anyway... None of the parents wanted their kids hanging out with me. A couple of their, the parents. I wouldn't want my. I, I wouldn't want kids hanging out with you. That I, that I still talk to here and there today. Well, not since I met Jesus, but I talked to them up until Are you? I met Jesus. Hey, hey, like, hey, hey. And there were good people there. But um, then I went into high school. Hey, are school. you hearing me? I got in trouble in Catholic school many times. I sold drugs in Catholic school. I sold weapons in Catholic school. I got caught printing counterfeit money in, counter- in Catholic school, but I got away with it. The FBI didn't catch me. Hey! But the FBI came to the hey. school because I was printing money. Shut the fuck up! And, um, they tried to catch me, and I ended up flushing all the money. The fuck? The fuck was that? Did this idiot call in and play some kind of recording? I would like to have a conversation with you. Feel free to call in. Feel free to call in and have a conversation with me. And I don't know what some dumbass thinks they're going to prove to me by like, I sold drugs when I was in Catholic school. Huh? I don't give a shit. What does that have to do with anything? So would you like to call in, but you need to talk to me. I'll give him another chance here. Do not care about caller's journey to Jesus Freak. I would like to have a conversation. I would like to know why this, this supposed Christian 
wants to come to my videos and start name calling, calling me some of the most horrendous, calling me a groomer and a pedo, telling me I fiddle kids. It's weird that Christians keep showing up on my page to call me the most horrendous names. So are you going to call in? Are you going to actually talk to me? Because at first, we were listening to his voicemail. He left a voicemail. Then I answered the phone and it was like the same shit. It was like a recording. This dude is very um, adamant that uh, he is more relevant on social media than I am. He's very concerned about views and where my subscribers came from. <laughs> oh, God damn. Are you going to call in? Are you going to have a conversation with us? I am waiting. Of course they're projecting. We did the piece last night. I showed you where, you know, if you want to find the groomers, they're in churches. Showed you where churches raped hundreds of kids and covered it up. Yes, Steelers, it's almost like I do a show where I talk about controversial topics, I don't get monetized by YouTube, and I get fucking uh, shadow banned, as they call it. Why is it idiot-ass right-wingers will talk about Steven Crowder getting shadow banned, but they can't possibly imagine that a small YouTuber gets shadow banned? You dumb fucks. Also, uh, most people that watch the show live don't watch on YouTube. They're on Twitch. You can see them commenting on the side. And that is that has been a common theme with right-wingers, that they don't understand the goat of what? Like, Steelers, you are really stupid. You understand that, right? And the fact that you get your information from Steven Crowder is one of the reasons why you are incredibly fucking stupid. One sore balls. Me as a leftist who watches nothing but left-wing content constantly gets recommended right-wing shit. go to Twitter, all I see is right-wing shit. You go to YouTube, all I see is right-wing shit. I've had to block, block certain people so that I don't have them uh, uh, popping up on my algorithm. Well, I know how to spell the word your, and Steven Crowder has a hell of a lot of money behind him. He's also been doing this a lot longer than I have. So, yeah, if I had the money that right-wingers have poured into Steven Crowder, you can bet your bottom dollar I'd be doing way better than he, he is because it's very obvious I have far more fucking talent than Steven Crowder. And, 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 my dad, my dad doesn't run my show. 
How old am I? Old enough to where my dad doesn't run my fucking show. How old are you, you dumb fuck? I don't even... It didn't pop up and tell me what happened. Fagot! I, no, that was a follow. I don't know who did what just now. I am sorry. I make no skits or jokes. Yeah, I make no jokes at all. I don't say shit like, uh... I want to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. If you, if you can call what Steven Crowder does skits, all he does is cross-dress. Motherfucker wants a reason to cross-dress so that he can do it for his audience while acting uh, like a bigot. Rick, thank you very much. So you've got to wonder why it is that Steven Crowder goes to such great lengths cross-dress all the time, but then tell you how cross-dressing is bad. Hmm. Weird. He's just doing blackface and slurs in his skits. If you are amused by the shit that Steven Crowder does, why are you even on my channel? We're a little too highbrow for your intellect. Steven Crowder is crying for help? Buddy. Buddy, I'm not watching fucking Steven Crowder. Why would I subject myself to that nonsense? We watched the quartering... Uh, talk about Steven Crowder last night. I don't know why you guys have such a hard-on for idiots. Uh, maybe maybe Steelers is into cross-dressing. It's another one of those... It's a repression thing. He wants to see men cross-dress, but he won't come out and go to a drag brunch. He's got to... He's got to act like he's not into it and watch Steven Crowder instead. Oh, my God. We come back from the other side of the break. I'm going to tell you Trump's response to the criminal referrals from the January 6th committee earlier today. Trump apparently ordered the White House photographer to stop taking pictures after the riot turned violent. Fox News warning us that uh, you better not indict Trump. Newly released video of General Flynn's testimony to the January 6th committee. I'm going to show you a judge smack down Carrie Lake in her stupid-ass lawsuit. As well as show you Carrie Lake asking for your prayers. (laughs) Republican congressman apparently lied about his previous employment. The Saudis say they are getting low when it comes to oil capacity. Just another day in mass shooting U.S. Oh, wait a minute. Happened in Canada this time. Tell you about the Toronto gunman. Gunned down five people. Apparently it was a 73-year-old man. Uh, We're going to get the verdict in the Weinstein trial. Uh, Spoiler alert, he was guilty. Got video of a flight to Hawaii. 
that apparently had some turbulence, caused some in, in, injuries. And I'm going to show you a Christian hate pastor is going to whine about it. No one will give him a lease for a new building so he can so he can promote his hate. Poor baby. Tadpole, did I tell you good evening? I, sometimes we get some we get some weird shit going on with notifications. I apologize. Lenny, thank you for the donation. I saw the I saw the the thing pop up, but I couldn't find out what the what it was. But I thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you for everyone who supports the stream. You get me big enough, I'll be able to actually tell Steven Crowder uh, what I think about him. Nope, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Cold Feet Crowder will never be confronted by anyone who will challenge his views. Oh no, Sam Cedar, what a fucking nightmare! Weed indeed. No, the fraud Steven Crowder got famous by going to college campuses and debating uh, college students who aren't media trained and using uh, uh, dirty rhetorical tricks in order to make them look stupid. Now, there were a couple of students that actually made Crowder look stupid. Crowder even posted his L's on that one, so... For the most part, you've got unprepared students. Steven Crowder, who argues this shit all day, every day, and is a dirty, uh, uh, an intellectually dishonest person, would go to college campuses and then confront students who were ill-prepared. And, yeah, it's not like he did them live, either. We ain't talking about Steven Crowder. We're going to talk about Trump. So much more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol Live. We live in turbulent times. The media is full of deception, conspiracy theories, and fake news. Now, more than ever, it is important to ensure you're getting information from a source that's freaking reliable. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freaking News. Get a breaking or interesting story with a humorous twist in about a minute, weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and more.
I got a handful of pussy. Look at the kitten. She's probably upset. I just woke her up. She was taking a nap. Little baby kitten. She comes in here and she gets in. See, we got a fountain for the cats out in, out in the hallway here. Kitten comes in here. I've got a bowl for, for the, the cats in here. And she puts her entire fucking body inside the bowl. When when I showed her on stream earlier, when we were doing the January 6th committee hearing, I was walking through the house like trying to find her. And Curious her was like, she's in here. She's playing in the bathtub. I guess Curious her had just gotten out of the shower and the kitten was in the bathtub playing in the water. How you like being wet so much? I have not seen that game, Porg. The kitten fits, it sits. Yes, she was hungry. She went down to the food bowl. I just like, why do you put yourself in the water bowl? I earlier fucking socks. He was doing everything he could. Uh-oh. Caller, you're on the troll patrol. It's amazing because they can. They Are you can actually talking to me? Demons now. I don't know if it's because the Lord's loosing them out of the pit. Because demons. Have what told a me that. fucking idiot! So no, dude. Jesus fucking Christ! These people. And who was this? Who was this? It's this dumb fuck. What about it, YouTube? Let's talk about people who are coming from out of town into Moore County. Hey, like, that's that's his whole agitation operation. They're coming from out of town. That's like saying Justin can't go to Knoxville and do a comedy show. A drag queen from a couple of towns over goes and does a drag show, and apparently it's an agitation operation because it agitated this dumb fuck that people have freedom. No, I want you to see what this asshole looks like. What about it, YouTube? All right, I was finally able to listen to the uh, whole Kanye and Alex Jones deal. Oh, and I bet it got your dick hard. Reaction from the likes of Salty Cracker, The Quartering. Uh, oh, I'm sure those are all the people you pay attention to. And the dumbest fucks on the planet. Nobody can really listen to the guy, I guess. Because all they hear is what they've been programmed to... Programmed! Which just further proves what Kanye's saying. Oh my god! Dude is talking about how much he fucking loves Hitler, you dumb shit. You stupid fuck! And you're gonna tell me I missed some kind of nuance or something. This is why I call right-wingers fucking morons. You guys are the dumbest fucks walking the planet. Not a one of you has a brain cell to rub together. No, he's on his fucking laptop looking up his nose with his stupid-ass glasses on. He called Tim Pool an NPC, and quickly I'm starting to see these other guys fall into that same category. Uh, some might call them Shabbos Goy. 
Uh, He's calling other people NPC as he sits up here and spouts the shit the quartering and Tim Pool told him. Just knocking home runs left and right. And he really is putting on the Teflon. And he's doing... Like, it's like what he, what he says is out of the mouth of babes. It's kind of like... He speaks as this innocent child. And Jesus said, come to me as a child. You keep the child... Or you keep the children away from uh, people that are involved in the church. I've, I've proven that time and time again. You want to find you some child predators? Look no further than the churches. Churches are nothing but organized pedophile rings. This is Austin Bennett style. Now, Austin Bennett is actually uh, more charismatic. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? This dumb fuck. Can't call in and have a conversation with me. Wants to play some recorded message to me. You're not going to call in because you can't fucking have a conversation. You aren't capable of it. You are an NPC, you stupid fuck. I wish these people could feel embarrassment. It wouldn't be a debate. There would be no debate. But I wanted to have a conversation with him. I wanted to know why he felt comfortable enough to come to my YouTube channel and level accusations at me of of being a pedophile and a groomer. What in the world possesses you to do that? And why do you think you're being... Because, like, the thing that he got upset about was that he was talking about sex workers uh, and Jesus... And I said, Jesus hung out with sex workers. That was my only response to this asshole. And boy, did that set him off. Dumb fucks. Speaking of dumb fucks, Donald Trump issues a nine-word response to criminal referrals after the House Select Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot voted on Monday to refer criminal charges to the Department of Justice for Donald Trump. The former president shared a succinct post on his Truth Social platform. Trump isn't often succinct, so I guess that is something to point out. But Liz Cheney lost by a record 40 points. Post was a reference to GOP Representative Liz Cheney, the vice chair of the mostly Democratic House panel. The Wyoming lawmaker was up for re-election this year, but was knocked out in the GOP primary by her Trump-endorsed challenger, Harriet Hagman. Hagman received 66.3%. 73.6%. Sorry, I need I really need to do that Scott Steiner drop. Hagman received 66.3% of the primary vote in comparison to Cheney's 28.9%. This is a couple points shy of a 40-point win over Cheney. Hagman went on to win the House seat in November uh, in the midterms. The select committee's vote on criminal referrals came as it is set to soon officially dissolve at the end of the current Congress. 
The panel's criminal accusations against the former president, including inciting an insurrection, obstruction of Congress, and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. That was the other charge that I left out. And a final report that was also issued on Monday. Uh, that's wrong. The final report has not been issued. They issued a summary of the final report. The committee asserted that Trump was the central cause of the riot on January 6th. USA Today reported when a mob of his supporters stormed the Capitol in an effort to halt the certification of President Joe Biden's 2020 election victory. Come on, man. One of the things that we found out from the executive summary that was released earlier today, the full report will be released later this week. One of the things we learned was that Trump seems to have ordered the White House photographers to stop taking pictures of him once the Capitol riot began. January 6th Select Committee released a summary of its final report on Monday. In it, they said Trump appeared to have told White House photographers to stop taking pictures. The ban on photographs began after Trump seemingly found out that the deadly riots were unfolding. Weird that he didn't want any pictures taken. Freedom Cox. Fox News warning us that you better not indict Trump. His supporters are going to cause riots if you do. My God, these people are so craven. Sorry. Uh, charge uh, President Trump. He, he has said so. Uh, Hi, Comet. Good evening. Many other people, Martha, I would think that uh, would believe that for a Democratic-run Department of Justice to prevent a former Republican president from trying to run for a second term mm-hmm. would, would really be uh, political dynamite and something that President Trump could exploit uh, all the while yeah. he is running for president again. I'm, I'm on his truth social. He hasn't talked about this just yet, but but just speak to that real quick before we, we leave you. That, yeah. And I love, I love the framing from these fucks. That the Democrats charging the criminal for the crime he committed is political dynamite, but Trump actually trying to incite an insurrection. Not political dynamite? A, it's, a, it's a, a it's Democratic a White House. Yeah, Democratic <laughs> White House preventing a former Republican president from running for office. Yeah, I, I mean, think about the quote about the Hunter Biden investigation, right, where there's an FBI uh, agent who says, oh, we don't want to get involved in another election, right? So you've got these conversations happening in spades all across the backdrop of this. But I think you touched on something important there, John, which is that it, it also could have the opposite impact for the former president, and that is to fire up his supporters, mm. which are in the range of, you know, 35, 36. Motherfucker. I hate it when I do this MSN shit. It, it, it fucking cut shit off. And, it, and then it fucking muted Point it again. There, John, which is that it, it also could have the opposite impact for the former president, and that is to fire up his supporters, mm. which are in the range of, you know, 35, 37, 36%, somewhere, depending on which poll you look at, of Republican voters out there. And, and that could have the absolute opposite effect of what the DOJ or Benny Thompson would like to see here. All right, Martha McAllen, we will let you head over to your show. The story, we'll see you live at 3 o'clock. See you in a few minutes. Thanks, see you at the guys. the top there. All you right. Bet. Good to have you here. Those stupid people will be pissed off if you hold the criminal responsible for his crimes.
one of the key figures in January 6th. And one of the people, one of the main grifters keeping QAnon alive, General Michael Flynn. I highly recommend the second season of the QAnon documentary done by Vice. I watched it over the weekend. One of the people that they focused on was Michael Flynn. New video obtained by CBS Today. It was Flynn's testimony to the January 6th committee. In just a few hours, the January 6th committee is expected to vote on recommending criminal charges against former President Donald Trump for his alleged role in the Capitol attack. And ahead of that meeting, CBS News has exclusively obtained new audio from a key witness interviewed by the January 6th committee. The recording gives us a window into the testimony of former President Trump's national security advisor, Michael Flynn. CBS News chief election and campaign correspondent Robert Costa has more. Tomorrow, we the people are going to Bob, and we want you to know that we will not stand for a lie. Ahead of the January 6 attack on the Capitol, retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn was a central figure in the right-wing effort to block the certification of the 2020 election. But when the House's January 6 committee interviewed Flynn in March, he repeatedly invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination and said little. General Flynn, do you believe in the peaceful transition of power in the United States of America? Yes, sir. Until now, the committee has only released snippets of Flynn's deposition. But CBS News has obtained new audio files that reveal more, including that he was questioned about whether he pressured defense and intelligence officials. Between November 3rd, 2020 and January 20th, 2021, did you have any conversations with any current or former officials at the Office of the Director of National Intelligence regarding election fraud or other irregularities in the 2020 presidential elections? During the deposition, Flynn was pressed on whether he contacted a then top intelligence official, Ezra Cohen. In your phone call with Mr. Cohen, did you tell him that he needed to return to the United States from his trip abroad because, quote, something's about to happen, unquote? Let's go. The investigator kept... Well, poor guy... Um, I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but I've actually... Um, I'm starting to feel really, really bad. Probably because, you know, I haven't ate and I've been drinking all this coffee. My stomach is nuts and I'm afraid I'm probably going to throw up here in a second. So I uh, this is like the first time I've ever cut a troll patrol short, I do believe. First time ever. Uh, but uh, I'm going to have to do it because I just I don't think I can make it through this. I'm sorry, guys. My apologies, but I'm not going to leave you without your animal video. I was, I'm a I'm a professional. I tried to tough it out, but like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna need to run to the. Back. Okay, Emma. Here's here's a bear. Here's a bear eating some stuff. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin.